And we're back. Welcome <laughs> Whoa. to American Unicorns. That was aggressive. Um, Hillary and I are sitting in our new recording area. Recording dungeon. Recording dungeon. I like that <laughs> a lot. And we're joined by two special guests today. Yes. Um, they're currently sitting under the table. They're a little shy. You may. Mm. Oh. Oh, that's one of them. That's Mosby. <laughs> you guys, stop there's a, it. it's a dog fight. It's a small <laughs> dog fight. Oh, it's a wagging. T- oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. So, I enjoy it a yeah. lot. There's just going to be some like It's the sound nice of nice ambiance like music cryptid. of the dogs playing. <laughs> <laughs> a momo. They usually aren't like this. They only come into action when the mics come on. Um, so yes, Mosby and Winnie are my two dogs, and um, their father is not home right now. They usually hang out with him when we record. So, but they're here yeah. with us, which makes me very excited. I'm sure that Celia is doing circles outside the door. Yes, yeah. So, um, but she does errant barks. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't. Um, she's blind and deaf, so she doesn't know. Um, the other two know what they're doing. They're <laughs> attention whores. Yes. So really, anything could happen this episode. <laughs> it's exciting. Um, I enjoy their presence. Yeah. I love doggies. Um, and I'm into it. What else is going on? Did you have an allergy shot today? I did have an allergy shot today. <laughs> That's important. Can you see the large bulge no. on my shirt yet? I thought it was your muscle. No. <laughs> you have yeah. a very distinct muscle under your shirt. Yeah. It's, um, I get allergy shots and, um. I think what, a lot of people do. Yeah. No, just me. I'm the only You're one who gets You're very special. Them. Um, and I'm at the end of my dosage right now, so people who um, get allergy shots will know that I'm having the highest concentration, which makes the giant hive that forms on my arm extra, extra big. Does it itch or anything? Yeah, and it's super hot. Do you want to you touch it? No, I don't. Touch it. It's coronavirus. <laughs> I don't want to touch it. You sound like Nick. And I, I, too, went to the doctor this morning um, and uh, had my annual physical exam. And we went over all the things that a 43-year-old woman should and shouldn't be doing. Um, what, what are those? Uh, I should be exercising. But you've been doing. I do. Yeah. I, I have been doing that. Eating low-carb, high-protein, which... I try to, but bread is bread is bread. Bread is delicious. Um, and what else should I be doing? Having my skin checked for moles, and whenever like or like weird things, and like making sure all my parts are operating as they had when I was a younger woman. Um, are any of those parts insured? You can get some, you know, factory that's <coughs> factory resets. I like some check out like, your uh, bionic, yeah, joints. Check yeah. out those b- 
Body warranties. Body warranties. <laughs> Get some. Yeah, yeah. So just normal wear and tear. Yeah. On a fl- but it was covered like by your insurance. Having low having deductible. A, like a age conversation <laughs> with my doctor was. And I love her so much, and she is the best, and I've been seeing her for, like, 20 years almost, um, and she's so smart and beautiful, so I wouldn't have wanted to have that conversation with anyone else. Yeah. What about me? Or I all of take the listeners on our podcast? Oh. Well, yes. So if you're 43, <laughs> make sure all of your parts are still working. That's a great, that's a great, um public service announcement thank yeah. you thank you Shaping i mean i lives. think that's i think that's a good tip for any age yeah. but as you start seeing the other side of 40 apparently things just start falling off <laughs> well i'll let you know i'll i'll watch if you know i see stuff sagging or starting to fall off i'd like well, to grow yeah. more parts yeah you know like a tail which i've mentioned before yeah really that's it i mean an extra finger or two that'd be great because then you have one to spare. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. Another eye, a third eye. Yeah, that'd be fun. I really want a tail. I'm sorry. I, I, uh, yeah. One day. One day. I shall be reborn at, at something <laughs> with a tail. Yes. Put that on your uh, reincarnation wish, wish list. I will. That's a good idea. <laughs> so, um... Today, we are um, venturing forth to... Do I need my passport? You do need your passport. (gasps) Make sure all your dates are correct and it hasn't expired. (laughs) Oh, wait. I I was also asked by my doctor, do you have any plans to travel? And I was like, no. And she was like, okay. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Oh, say, I guess it's coronavirus stuff. Like, yeah. you might not be able to get back into the country. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Well, you're traveling today through your ear holes. I love traveling through my <laughs> ear holes. The most convenient form of travel. I don't. Oh, yes. I don't have to go anywhere. I can just sit in this chair. Um, and so today we are heading over um, to Africa. <gasps> To investigate our um, cryptid friend, the Kangamato. Can we spell that for me? K O N K O N G A G A M A T O M A T O Kangamato. Yes, like a tomato, but Congo. From the Congo. Congo tomato. Um, and so. Kangamatos are large pterosaur. Oh my gosh. What? I keep. Um, <laughs> what? It sounds something me <laughs> Does this have to do with a tomato? It has to do with a flying dinosaur. So I got a little scared. Uh, yeah, that's and fair. Intimidated. Oh, like a pterodactyl. Yes. Yes. So, um,. One thing is, I, I have seen this cryptid before in my research many a times, but I have a um, very valid, yes, inc- w- incredibly valid and mm-hmm. justified, um, yes, fear of dinosaurs. A strong aversion. Yes. I think it's well founded. Yes. 
If dinosaurs would hear were here walking amongst us, that we'd would be sucked. Fucked. Yeah, we'd be fucked. It's Jurassic Park, yeah. my friends. Don't like it. So, um, Kangamatos are um, they are similar to pterodactyls um, and live in semi-tropical regions of Africa, particularly in Zambia, the Congo, and Angola. I have an idea. If you think of a pterodactyl to be more like a Pokemon as opposed to a dinosaur, does that help? I, no. Okay. It's just it's just gross. I celebrate your fear. So I I will now just refer to it by its cryptid name. Yes. <clears throat> it's for its formal cryptid name. Yes. So the Kankamanto is described as being reddish black in color uh-huh. with a wingspan that can reach Four to seven feet and a body length of about 4.5 feet. Hmm. It possesses a long, thin tail and has a narrow head that appears to form into a long beak that contains many sharp teeth. Similar to my dog Celia's yeah. long beak. She has a long filled beak. Filled with sharp teeth. Yeah. The skin is reminiscent of an amphibian or reptile, so, you know, scaly, but not, like, fish scaly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Like f- a lizard. Yeah, and it has large eagle-like talons. <gasps> oh, no! Cacao! Um, and the wings are described uh, as... Hold on. Mostly he's licking the door currently. <laughs> yeah. Just... I, schnozberries taste like schnozberries I don't, to him. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. He's just he's cleaning. Going to town. He's cleaning. I don't. Oh, no. I don't snub uh, cleaning help. No, it's in this house. Helpful. Sorry. Um. So the wings are similar to that of a bat, and um, the creature is often described as gliding more than actually flying. So gliding through the air, not like flippity flap. Yeah. Gotcha. With the greatest <laughs> of ease and yes. whatnot. And, um, the. The name Kangamato means um, breaker of boats or overturner of boats, as they are reported to have capsized canoes of um, the natives who lived there and attacked people who ventured too close to the nearby rivers. Um, Boat breaker! Gonna get ya. Um, So, uh, when... um, so a lot of these creatures are um, described as uh, being depicting a pterosaur. Um, and when the natives in the region were showed a picture of this dinosaur, they confirmed they were like, that's the Kankamato. Oh, my. Wait, so you're saying pterosaur. Yeah. And I was saying pterodactyl. Is that like an 80s dinosaur that isn't really real? No, I think pterodactyls are real. Again. Okay, right. I have zero yeah. dinosaur knowledge. Because you hate them. Um, because they're the worst. Um, but <laughs> um, I think that from my limited knowledge that I have gained from watching Jurassic Park through my through my yeah. fingers. I can't believe you would even see that movie. Um, I was forced to. It wasn't consensual. Um, oh my god. <laughs> that um, there's lots of flying creatures and oh, pterodactyls right. are versions. I think the pterosaur is like bigger. Oh. So I think it has to do with like sizes. 
Mosby has now joined us at the table and is um, sticking his face on Laura's mic. Oh, God. <laughs> He's got a lot of dinosaur facts. If only he could express them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, the uh, there are several historic reports of um, European explorers being tacked attacked by large wind creatures and um, people are often reported to have wounds from encounters with conchomatos. Ew! Um, they're thought to eat mostly fish, but occasionally humans, you know? <laughs> Snickety snack. <A> delicious. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, similar, the, only the uh, pterosaurs over uh, 43 because they needed more protein. Oh, you know, yeah. rich diet. Don't want those carbs. No. Um, and they're also said to dig up graves and steal human <gasps> corpses. Okay, but are we just blaming? Are we <laughs> for zombies? Yeah. Um, because in <laughs> Africa they usually don't bury the bodies too deep. Um, and um, it's interesting that um. A good portion of the modern Kangamato sightings have usually happen in areas that are described as being prime bird watching sites, but bird watchers have never reported seeing them. So hmm. either bird watchers are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think they're very astute. Yeah, they as just they have to like, fuck that guy with the binoculars. Yeah. Um and uh, no photos or footage have ever been taken. So all of the Stories hmm. rely on eyewitness accounts and the large wounds that are reported from Caramba. encounters. Oh, double sided. Um, Thank you for saving the environment, even though you hate dinosaurs. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, that asteroid could have come sooner for them, but yeah. oh my yeah. god, bold stance. Holy, you heard shit. it. Heard it here first. Um, my allergy shot makes me real dark. Oh my god, your hump is taking over. <laughs> my anger hump. Um, so in 1923, a traveler named Frank H. Meland worked for, um, worked in Zambia for a time. And he, while he was there, he would gathered, um, reports from natives of this ferocious flying reptile that he kept hearing about. Sick. Yeah. Um, so... You know, he's the one who recorded um, that the natives called it a kangamato, which translated into overwhelmer of boats. Um, I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> ah, stop floating. <laughs> <laughs> ah. um, and it was said to have lived um, in Zambia near the border of Congo and Angola. Um, described to him as having no feathers, smooth black or red skin, Um and possessing a beak full of teeth. Um, this creature had a reputation for capsizing canoes and causing death to anyone who merely looked at it. Yikes. Much like Mosby, Mama. when even a puppy looks at him. Oh, my God. Um, and he's the one who short, showed the drawings of the pterosaurs to the native people, um, and they picked it out and identified it as the Kankamata that they had been seeing. Holy crap. Um, and uh, so in 1925, uh, 
a distinguished English newspaper correspondent named G. Ward Price, um, who ended up, or he, he was the future Duke of Windsor and had Ooh. an official post in uh, Rhodesia. Oh. Um, so he was a learned man. You know, there's nothing like, uh, you know, a white colonist coming and telling you what you're saying. Um, Do you, does anyone live here? Oh, yes, we live here. <laughs> anyone, oh, anyone at anyone? all. Anyone? No one? No? Okay. Yes, we live here. <laughs> Let me white-splain your mythology to you. Um, it's, so, yeah, Damn so it. most of this that I'm saying, it comes with a grain of white salt. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, so he reported a story that a civil servant told his group um, of a man who go- was wounded, um, who had entered a feared swamp in Rhodesia known to be the home of demons. Um, the brave native entered the swamp, determined to explore it in spite of the dangers. And when he returned, he was on the verge of death with a great wound on his chest. Oh, he recounted, recounted how a strange bir- huge bird with a long beak attacked him. Um, and when the civil servant showed the man a picture of a pterosaur from a book of prehistoric animals, the man screamed in terror and fled from the civil servant's home. Oh, no. <clears throat> so. He's like, stop, that's a clamato. Congamato. <laughs> clamato. <laughs> I feel like a clamato is like a tomato, tomato and clam juice drink um yeah i congamato con- is cl- yeah. is what we're talking yeah. about yeah not a tomato clam juice drink yeah it just sounds which like i a, would have that it just, reaction it just sounds like chlamydia <laughs> when you oh. call it a clam clamato yeah. with chlamydia chlamydia <laughs> potato potato exactly it's all the same um jumping back into history um (laughs) white history um in 1932 um there was a report from um white explorers in the employment of the british museum so these are people um who were going on expeditions on behalf of the museum our brother our brothers and sisters no <laughs> in loving history oh <laughs> yes um so in 1932 through 1933 the percy Sl- sladen expedition <gasps> do you know it um I think there was a movie made about this guy maybe and the guy from sons of anarchy was in it hmm keep going I'll check the internet. Or is that the one from, is it a recent movie? Yeah. Isn't that the one when they went to the Amazon? Yeah, but I think he also was in the Congo. Oh, he was all over. What's that guy? No, just look up Sons of Anarchy. Um, <laughs> Keep going. You'll get to it eventually. Yeah. So um, the Percy Sladen expedition. Um, in the charge of the team was Ivan T. Sanderson, a well-known zoologist and writer. Uh-huh. Um, and while in the Asumumbo yeah. Mountains and the Cameroons, Cameroon! <laughs> they made camp in a wooded area near a steep bank river. They were out hunting when Sanderson um, shot a large fruit-eating bat. And upon being shot, the creature fell um, into the swift-moving river below. As Sanderson 
went to um, went out into the fast moving current. He lost his balance and fell in. Uh oh. And he had just regained his balance when his companion suddenly shouted, "Look out!" Oh. Look out. Uh-oh. It's, it's as if you were there. Um, and uh, this, is, <laughs> this is a quote. So he said, and I looked. Then I let out a shout. Also, and instantly bobbed down under the water. Because coming straight at me, only a few feet above the water, was a black thing the size of an eagle. I had only a glimpse. The size of an eagle? That's yeah. not super big. Have I mean, you seen an eagle? Yes. <laughs> um, I had only a glimpse of its face, yet it was quite significant for its lower jaw hung open and bore a semicircle of pointed white teeth set above their own width apart from each other. When I emerged, it was gone. George was facing the other way, blazing off his second barrel. So he oh. probably just immediately started sh- shooting it. Um, he said, when I arrived on my rock and we looked at each other, um, will it come back? They, they said at the same time. Um, and just before it became too dark to see, it came again, hurtling back down the river. It's teeth, teeth chattering. The air shushing as it was cleft by the great black Dracula-like wing. We were both off guard. My gun was unloaded and the brute made straight for George. He ducked. The animal soared over him and was at once swallowed up in the night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So when um, Sanderson and George returned to camp, they asked, you know, the, the guides who were with them, like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Um, direct quote. Yeah. Um, and they were, like, describing it. And they were like, it's this big. And, like, an old pack. And, like, what the heck? And, um... The they asked where he had seen the creature and he pointed to the river and then the natives were like, fuck this. Um, and uh, ran in the opposite direction of the river, bringing only their guns and leaving their valuables behind. Fucking deuces. Um, and so, you know, many people had said, like, maybe the creature that attacked them was that bat that they had just shot. You know, revenge bat. Yeah, and revenge bat. Night, night bat. Night bat. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, highly unlikely fruit bats are not known for attacking humans. Because they're not made of fruit. Yeah. And um, Sanderson was, you know, a highly knowledgeable and internationally respected zoologist. Um, and he wasn't able to recognize the creature. He would have... no known that it was a bat yeah um and he uh he did describe it as bat and pterosaur and bat and pterosaurs are bat like so oh they're because their wings are like yeah leathery yeah so this is a you know a pretty compelling report because you have somebody who is very knowledgeable about animalis and um you know is not sure what he's saying either. So this Percy person yeah. is different from the Percy person I was thinking yeah. of. Um, the, the one that I was thinking of was Percy Fawcett. And yes, it was South America. Yeah. Mm. And he mm. didn't. I don't think he did. He was looking for like a lost city. Yeah. 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 So different British person. Same Colonial issues. Same <laughs> Britishness of <laughs> wanting to put their flag down yeah. somewhere. 
And by flag, we mean dick. Yeah. Um. So there was um another sighting reported. Um, Wait, and when did that one happen? What year? Nineteen twenty-five. 1932. 32. A great year Close, for Clamato <laughs> sightings. In Kangamato. Yeah. <laughs> Did you mean to say that wrong that time? No. <laughs> you just can't not call it that. <laughs> Clamato, I think. <laughs> I have it written down. Yeah. Boat breaker. <laughs> um, breaker of boats. It's like a Khaleesi. Yes, I know. Yeah. Boat breaker. <laughs> um, so in 1942, Colonel C.R.S. Pittman reported stories um, that had been told to him by um, the, the people living in the area of a large bat bird-like creature that mm. lived in the densey swampy regions of northern Rhodesia, which is now Zambia. Um <sighs> Tracks from the creature had been seen, um, and evidence of a large tail dragging uh, the ground was also found. Um, And these reports uh, were not limited to Zambia, but also came from other locations in Africa, such as Mount Kilimanjaro and Mount Kenya. Hmm. And in 1956, in Zambia... Um, engineer J.P.F. Brown. These people love their initials. Try initials right at the beginning of the name. Um, it just rolls off the tongue that way when you have stuttered uh, consonants. Feeling great. Uh, um, was driving back to Salisbury from a visit um, to Kansiga in Zaire, and he stopped. Uh, at a, lo- a location called Fort Rosebury, just to the west of Lake Bangwalu. Sorry. Um, for a break. Um, it was about 6 p.m., and he saw two creatures flying slowly and silently directly overhead. Um, bewildered. What the? Oh, Why are they overhead? flying slowly? Um, they're so slow. Um, fly faster. Um, he... <laughs> Couldn't help but note that these creatures looked almost prehistoric. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> like Mosby, that was dramatic. That was dramatic. Who needs Stop. a Who needs a soundboard when you have dogs? Yes. Uh oh. Mosby was scared. He estimated. So, um, JPF Brown estimated <laughs> that a wingspan of, <laughs> that the creature had a wingspan of about three to three and a half feet. A long, thin tail and a narrow head, um, which he, uh, you know, thought resembled the elongated snout of a dog. Oh! That's why there's dogs in here. Beak dog. Um, One of them opened its mouth as it was flying slowly overhead, and he was silently judging it. And he saw a large number of pointed teeth. That seems to be a recurring theme as well. What? The nose? Yeah, opened his mouth, I was like... <laughs> Look at my pearly. I just went to the dentist. <laughs> um, and he gave uh their report of um about four and a half feet for the entire creature from beak to tail. After this report came, a couple um named Mr. and Mrs. D. Gregor reported that they had seen a pair of two 
and a half feet long flying lizards in southern Rhodesia. And a Dr. J. Blake Thompson reported that natives of the Awemba tribe had told of a huge flying creatures resembling rats that would attack humans and that they lived in the caves and cliffs near the source of the great Zambezi River. So I hear flying rat and I think if you if you had never seen a bat, would you call it like a big African bat? But bats don't have tails. No, they don't. Or like beaks. No, they don't. But like I think they were talking about two different things because a flying rat is very different from a flying lizard. Lizard. You know what I mean? So like maybe there's some misidentification in terms of what they're seeing because like a if you had never seen a bat (laughs) maybe it was a bat who had caught a rat and was flying and he was just giving him a lift right the rat was like hey are you my uber driver i'm trying to get across the hill here and the rat's like yeah sure buddy i got you (laughs) helpful because bats are very helpful Yes, they are. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you no, about that. They eat insects, and they're yeah. they're wonderful. You go fully fish. So, in 1957, at a hospital at Fort Rosebury, the same location that Mr. Brown had reported seeing Doo-doo strange. <laughs> Brown. Yeah, I'm not saying his initials. He doesn't deserve it. Uh-uh. Um, reported seeing strange flying creatures. Um, a patient came in with a severe wound to his chest um the doctor said what happened man and um the patient said that a great bird had attacked him Mm. in the bangwalu swamps when he um asked the patient to sketch the bird they drew a picture of a creature that resembled a pterosaur Mm-hmm. Soon afterwards, the Zambezi Valley was flooded as a result of the Caraba Dam Hydroelectric Project. Mm. Dicks. Mm-hmm. Daily, um, the Daily Telegraph correspondent Ian Colvin was at the scene, and um, he took a, a controversial photograph at that time of mm. what may be a pterosaur. However, it has recently been discovered that the photo was a hoax. <gasps> Liar. <laughs> liar, liar, whore. Fake liar. news. Um, then in um, 1988, mm-hmm. reports of uh, prehistoric looking flying creatures um, were spotted again and then uh, spotted in the dense swampy regions um, of this area. And um, Professor Roy Mackle led an expedition to Nambia, where reports of a creature with a wingspan of up to 30 feet were collected. What? Um, This avian cryptid um, glided through the air, but was also capable of true flight. It was just lazy sometimes. Yeah, I mean, Um, that's a lot of weight (laughs) to be gliding around. And was usually spotted at dusk, gliding between crevices um, between two (laughs) hills about a mile apart. I really like the word crevices. 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 And although the expedition was not successful in getting solid evidence um, of the creature, one team member, James Cosey, reportedly saw the creature from about a thousand feet away. And he described it as a giant slider, giant glider shape, um, black with white markings. 
Hmm. So there's like lots of stuff like, but flying through the air. But those were the greatest of ease. But those thirty feet is a huge jump from four or five feet, and I don't. That don't make no sense. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's a second type of cryptid besides the kangamato. I mean, or it's like difficult to estimate yeah from far away yeah and math is hard i mean numbers are hard in general yeah so kind of like the the overarching thing was like large flying yeah beak tail um so a lot of people are like what is this? So um, we've already brought up our friend, the pterosaur. Uh-huh. So some about uh, eight. Six, bleh, math is hard. Numbers are hard. Words are hard. 65 million years ago, um, starting in the Jurassic period and lasting through the Cretaceous, um, is this powerful flying reptile known as the pterosaur. And the majority of fossils um, have been in marine deposits, um, which many suggest that they were fish eaters and spent most of their time flying over coastal waters. The seagulls of the Jurassic period. Ew. <laughs> um, and pterosaurs managed to fly with no feathers, and their main aerodynamic huh. feature were wings and membranes supported by an enormously elongated fourth finger. Um, oh. What about, a, I have an elongated third finger up right now. Oh, my God. Um, and they had hollow limb bones and large kneeled breastbone attached to strong wing muscles, which were needed for true flight, not just gliding. Oh, my God. They were the true flyers. Yeah, they were the OG Fly flying boys. raptors. <laughs> um, so the a large expenditure of energy required to... Uh, the large expenditure of energy required to remain in flight for such long periods of time and the resulting loss of heat caused by the surface of their wings exposed to moving air means they must have had some uh, method of regulating their own body heat. Mm. Um, but people don't think that they were like truly warm-blooded as mammals mm. are. Um, and the majority of the pterosaur species were for anywhere from the size of a sparrow to the size of an eagle. However, larger species have been discovered. Um, the Pteranodon had a wingspan of 27 feet, and the Colossal Quetzalcoatlus um, had a wingspan of 50 feet and possibly what? 60 feet. What? Yeah, so those are examples of the two larger species. Just imagine, yeah. if you will, yeah. for a moment Great. in your life. Seeing a fifty-foot yeah. flying lizard in yeah. the air, I put my pants. Sorry, would you be crapping out of your face? Yeah, I would be crapping out of. I my mean, face. I, I just can't. Like, were dinosaurs just friggin' everywhere, just walking around, yeah. just like Wah. like squirrels today? Yes. And like, like tiny oh God. sparrow-sized flying, what the yeah. shit? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's not that is good. Terrifying. Yeah. Hence my yeah. completely rational and well-founded fear. I, I mean, I lived in Florida. There was alligators there, 
And when a four-foot alligator, you think, like, when you see a four-foot alligator, you're like, oh. But those things will take you down to Chinatown. Yeah. It's not good. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Don't like. And then you put wings on it. Yeah. Let's let's give that thing flight. Okay. Let me just say they weren't driving dinosaur Ubers. <laughs> It should have been. <laughs> they would have made a lot of money. Yep. And then not got extinct. Yeah. Then they could have bought hair dryers <laughs> and shit to keep themselves warm. <laughs> um, so some pterosaurs even had fur. Oh, no. Although um, they are in, uh, they're not related to mammals. So maybe that's your um, flying rat comparison. Yeah. yeah. That like. Lift, yeah. lift driver. Um, flying Flying mammal. Well, but th- if it wasn't a mammal, it was a reptile with hair. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, so you know, people are saying like this is impossible that these creatures could have survived to present day, and like if they were here, wouldn't we see them flying around? Um, <sighs> boring. And- <laughs> but um. There are reports that people have been seeing flying creatures that match the description of pterosaurs for a hun- for hundreds of years. Yeah. And um, people have been reportedly killed by these ancient flying creatures. Yeah. So Cuz they look people look like fish. Yeah. And it's a dinosaur. Yeah. It's a cryptid. So Cryptidy. so breaking breaking down, you know, the possibilities. In um, summary, some well <laughs> No, we're breaking oh. down the possibility. Oh, breaking down the possibilities. <laughs> um, stop brushing me. I have two more. You see what's in my hands. Keep um, going. <laughs> so um, some skeptics of the uh, the creature suggest that these, you know, crazy tales might have been the um, imaginations of native peoples uh, who were hired to work on archaeological digs where fossilized pterosaurs were uncovered um, in uh, Tangar- Ten- Tendagaru, Tanzania, Sounds great. in the years prior to World War One. Um, and these, however, people say that these uh, digs took place over 900 miles from Zambia. And they they said, like, if that was the case, why are there no reports of these, like, living pterosaurs in Tanzania? So. Do, should I explain why? That they're, because they're. Because they're, they're real. Because they're real. Because they're just, like, hanging upside down on trees or whatever. Yeah. They're just, like, doing what they do, living their lives. Yeah. So there are reports of similar creatures um, from Angola, Zimbabwe, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Nambia, Tanzania, and Kenya. Um, And a lot of people believe that the Kangamato may be related to what is called the flying snake in Nambia. Um, That's... What? (laughs) <laughs> so, um, in addition to possibly being these prehistoric creatures, there are two species of birds that live in the swampy areas of Zambia that could possibly be mistaken for um, a prehistoric flying cryptid. Um, 
So the Shoebill Stork. <gasps> mm-hmm. I'm familiar yeah. with that animal. It's a dark colored bird mm-hmm. um, with a wingspan of eight feet. Yeah, they're big. And has a um, very prehistoric look. Look, mm-hmm. they, uh, They've they definitely earmarked themselves into a particular style. They have a niche. Yeah. And um, they're very rare um, and can only be found in the deep recesses of swamps in Zambia and neighboring Uh countries. However, there is no evidence that the shoebill um, stork is ever aggressive toward humans. They're not going to attack people. And they actively try to avoid people as much as possible. Same here. Um, Also, they have large bills, but they're not pointed. And there's no teeth. And um, there is no bird living today that has real teeth. Thank God. <laughs> Which is, I mean, I think we can all sleep soundly oh. with that knowledge. Uh, birds don't need teeth. No. <laughs> so delicious. Um, another um, look, uh, odd-looking bird uh, that lives in the area is the saddle-billed stork. Yes. Um, these birds have a wingspan of up to eight and a half feet a long um, bright red bill with a horizontal black stripe um, up to the tip a yellow blaze from its eyes down and into the stripe um, with additional orange stripes on the side of the head Um, their overall color is black and white with a black head Mm -hmm. featherless red feet terrifying yeah Um, and a beak that is long and pointed um Although it would be difficult to confuse this bird with a featherless uh, monotone pterosaur, um, its beak is similar. I mean, but you can tell the difference between a bird and a flying lizard. (laughs) Can you? I can. (laughs) You have a gift, my friend. Thank you so much. (laughs) You should share your gift with the world. I will. Um, So a lot of people have said that... um, you know, with these large birds in the area, it's not beyond the realm of um, possibility that perhaps in a the stars have aligned and a certain set of circumstances has occurred that a um, deranged, sick, or threatened, oh. or confused um, saddle-billed stork could have attacked a human and plunged its beak into a man's chest. <laughs> Bird attack. <laughs> um, but, like, on multiple occasions in the same area, yeah. like, 30 years <laughs> apart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds legit. That's Jeff. He likes to stab things. Oh, my God. Jeff the stork. He's a stabber, that one. <laughs> He's just a bird walking around with a shiv. Oh, my God. Prison get style. Out of, get out of my swamp. Oh, Ugh. my God. Um. Yeah, because storks are so <laughs> aggressive in stabbing. <laughs> storks are known aye. for carrying babies to your door and stabbing people in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's good. It's makes, good. That makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, so um, people have said that. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Maybe it was a stabbing Yeah, that, stork. that stabbing stork just came and stabbed me in the face. Um, so, but people say that these are, you know, poor substitutes um, for, like, you know, these, like, very detailed descriptions of pterosaurs, but they might account for some of the 
reports. Boring. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not difficult to imagine that if you were like walking through the swamp late at night and this bird was like, what are you doing in my swamps? Um, that you'd be I, I like, wish you what could the see hell? Hillary when she's doing this. She's making long, beautiful yeah. bird six motions with her arms. What are you doing here? Who be gave gone. you this address? Be gone! <laughs> this is my swamp. Don't make me make a shiv. Flap, flap, flap. Um... So also no teeth. Yeah, it's the teeth that okay. that gets you. Um, so um, there's also always the possibility that the they could be seeing an unknown um, large bat or bird that um, is yet to be discovered. Um, and a lot of people think that of all the you know remote and accessible locations in the world where an unknown creature could exist. Mm-hmm. Um, the one of the best candidates is this area in Africa that has these deep, enormous swamps. Um, the swamps are described as being so overgrown with vines and undergrowth that human travel is next to impossible. Yeah. Um, and the ground is so soft that humans couldn't even stand without sinking. Um, and there are many um, rivers and waterlogged areas that make kind of like intrusion to the space very difficult i love this because that's a place we can't yeah. ruin and it's also full of vicious insects and other oh. creatures that um can cause sicknesses for, through disease or death um by you know injection of venom <gasps> um so it's like a very hostile area not interested mm, it's full of shiv wielding storks oh my god get out of my swamp <laughs> flap 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 um this creature is also or this creature this area is also um dealing with um political instability yeah and so um there's a lot of uh you know bad people hanging out yeah. in there um and you know it's very um people aren't like let's go hang out in the swamps um, and over uh, flights overhead in the area, they can't see anything because the treetops are too thick um, to even see anything down. And um, a lot of people think that, like, if anywhere was hiding yeah. secret, secret dinosaur caves, um, <laughs> <laughs> this might um, be it. Um, and so despite many, many sightings by what people describe as credible witnesses. Mm-hmm. White colonists, but... Kangamato Klamato. Klamato Kangamato. There is uh, still no physical evidence of this creature. Mm. Um, and um, they, a lot of people say that, you know, these patients that have come in close to death after a run-in with the creature... Um, don't prove anything other than they were attacked by something. Um, mm. And as we know, you know, a lot of people um, would would like more evidence and, you know, a physical body or other, you know, physical proof to mm. definitively say that this creature exists. But um, where's your faith? I think it's... <laughs> faith in the unknown. I don't... I mean... 
I don't have any physical evidence that like atoms and neutrons and protons exist, but I believe in them. Yeah. I mean, the fabric of our lives. Cotton. Cotton. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by cotton. Well, Um, it could be cotton industry if you want to come by (laughs) our way. Stop trying to push your big cotton agenda on our podcast. I love cotton. Um, It's such a breathable fabric. (laughs) So breathable, a pterosaur could even wear it. Flap, flap, flap. To regulate its body heat. Yes. Um... So yeah, that was a weird tangent at the end, but um, there we go. So that's a great cryptid. That's the Kangamato, nice. and um, it's potentially hanging out in Africa. And if it's listening, oh, if if the Kangamato, if you're out there yes. and you're listening to this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, yes, <laughs> we we'd love to hear from you. Yes. So cool. Well, Very cool. Awesome. Africa. Keep keep a lookout for those uh, shiv wielding storks. Yeah. And in the meantime, yeah. Keep it weird, people. <laughs>